everyone. Welcome back to the NFL podcast slash football podcast. We are on episode three. And today is the episode where we talk about off-season winner. The off-season winner, in my opinion, that would be the Cleveland Browns. So let's get right into it. As I said, the off-season winner is the Cleveland Browns. And how did they become the off-season winner? Well, I'll tell you. In the second round of the draft, the Browns selected Greedy Williams, a cornerback, the best cornerback coming out of the draft, in my opinion. They also traded, this is big news everywhere, they traded for Odell Beckham Jr., the star out wide receiver from the New York Giants. He went to LSU. He has now paired up with Jarvis Landry, also out of LSU. He is a former Dolphin. Played a season with the Cleveland Browns last season. The Browns gave up Jabril Peppers, a safety out of Michigan. They gave up a first over a first round pick and a third round pick this from the past draft. And they also with Odell signed Kareem Hunt. And now granted he'll be out for the first eight games. So the first half of the season he will be out. But they also have Duke Johnson out of uh, in the running back field. They also have Nick Chubb, the star breakout running rookie running back from last year. And they also have the guy that's running it all, Freddie Kitchens, John Dorsey at the GM, Freddie Kitchens head coach. And there's one yeah I forgot, and he has become a curse word in my language, so excuse me for my language. Baker Mayfield, okay? Baker Mayfield. He is the biggest threat to the Bengals ever. He exposed the Bengals defense last year, and I was not happy. He stared down Hugh Jackson twice. He hates Hugh, and I do too, now that we fired him. He lost almost every game with him. But how explosive will this Browns team actually be? Well, Baker Mayfield, you saw him bombing out. He had 27 touchdowns last year as a rookie, only playing, you know, 14 games throughout the season, 14, 13 games, because he missed two and a half because of Tyrod Taylor being the starter at the beginning of the season. But he scored 27 touchdowns. And if he would have played more at the beginning of the season, if he would have started at the beginning of the season, he probably would have broke the um, rookie passing touchdown, which he did with 27. But he probably would have, like, extended it to make sure no one would ever break it again with around 30 or 32 with that number. Because Baker Mayfield, he is just the cockiest guy I've ever met. He he is um he is the uh, he still has college in him. He still thinks he's playing college, which I absolutely enjoy. He is a amazing guy to watch when he's not playing the Bengals. (laughs) When he plays the Bengals, as I said, exposes him, exposes them and their defense. You know, they, they, he started out, you know, exploding with, like, 28 touchdowns to three in both games, I should say. And, you, you know, it's crazy 
how much he can do in a short amount of clutch period of time. He is, you know, probably going to be a great quarterback. I wouldn't say Tom Brady, but I would call him someone like a Ben Roethlisberger as of now. You know, he could evolve into a Tom Brady in some sort of way. He could give the Browns so many Super Bowls, which I would hate so much. But, you know, it is what it is when it comes to football. But now we have to get into the struggles with this offensive team. Their defense, well, their defense is, you know, kind of slacking on the offseason. You know, Gerald McCoy would have gone, but they, he, he'd signed with someone else. I'll talk about that later. Um, but their defense, you know, they don't have that many great of players on that side of the field. I mean, I guess if you count, um, well, I, I can't really name anyone besides Greedy Williams, who I said, I, in my opinion, was the best corner in this past draft. And you have Denzel Ward, you have Miles Garrett, and that's basically it, you know. You've got three main guys compared to any other defense who has at least four or five, you know. And, um, you know, it'll be a struggle to see what Freddie Kitchens does on the defensive side. I want to see how good he can work there. If you have any more good defensive players that I missed out on the Browns, please leave me a DM on my Instagram at... NFL News 419. So, that's how the Browns can struggle. If their offense, you know, they can be explosive. Baker Mayfield, Odell, Jarvis Landry, Kareem Hunt, Duke Johnson, uh, Nick Chubb, you know. But then you look at the defense, what, Miles Garrett, Greedy Williams, Denzel Ward. And Greedy Williams might not even be able to start right away. But we'll have to find out, see how good that defense can be. But um, their schedule is probably not the toughest, I would say, but it's also not the easiest either. You know, they start out with the Titans and the Jets, two easy ones. The Jets are in primetime away, so it's a Monday night football. And then, you know, you have... A Sunday night football the following week against the Rams at home. That is probably going to be the first one. They could probably start out 2-0, and Titans, Jets. Then they go play the Rams, and that's loss number one already. So they're 2-1, and all right, another team in the league. Then they go play the Ravens at 1 o'clock, all right? It's a normal game on on CBS, and it's away again. They're back on the road against the Ravens. They have Lamar Jackson. You know, that could possibly be another loss to the Browns' schedule. So now they're 2-2. Two and two. They're at 500. You know, then they go play the 49ers on the road. That could be a win, an easy win for the Browns. But then you go come back home, play the Seattle Seahawks, who did have some struggles this season or this offseason, I should say. It's a normal game on Fox. Seattle, is, it, they're, they're a tough team, despite on all the people they lost through this offseason and last offseason. 
they can still be pretty dangerous team to face. So I'm going to go ahead and give the Browns a loss there. And if you don't know what I'm doing up to this point, I'm predicting the Browns' record by schedule. And then you go on the road to face the Patriots. You know, they still have Tom Brady. He's playing again this season. After he wants to play at 45, Russell Wilson also announced that. So I'm going to give them another loss against the Patriots. So now they're 3-4. and four. They're under 500. And then they go on the road at mile high against the Broncos. There, I think it might be another loss. You know, they're playing mile high. And they've also got Joe Fleck and Drew Locke to play with. And then you come home to face the Bills. I bet you that would be a win there. So now they're 4-5, and five, one game from being back to 500. And then you have Thursday night football against the Steelers at home. And I'm going to give the Browns another win there. So now they're 5-5, five and five, you know. And then you stay at home playing the Dolphins at a normal game. That should be another win. So now they're 6-5. and five on the year, and then you go back on the road playing the Steelers. That could be another loss there, 6-6. Six and six. And Then you go at home facing the Bengals. That would sadly be another win there. And then you go on the road playing the Cardinals. Again, another win. So now they're 8-6. and six. And you play the Ravens for the second-to-last game at home, that will be another win. So now they're 9-6. and six. They could come away against the Bengals on the road. But I, not being biased, all right, do not get me wrong here, but I think they will lose to the Bengals, resulting in giving them a 9-7 and seven record. You know, if that defense can play well, it can improve. It cannot improve. But that offense will be blowing up for sure, for sure, for sure, for sure. And to conclude this podcast, we will wrap things up with some breaking news and with the Detroit Lions and how well they will do. We will kind of go into the next podcast idea, which will be with the Cleveland Browns, or with the Detroit Lions. But new breaking news. Uh, Gerald McCoy, he has signed with a team in the NFC South, the Carolina Panthers. All right, the Carolina Panthers. And in Dom Kasu, I believe I mentioned this last episode, or in the first episode that he signed with the Buccaneers. I believe I did. But Gerald McCoy signs with the Panthers after we think the Browns would be the best place for him to go. Gerald McCoy decides to go with a contender. Again, I say that in quotations because, you know, he he wanted to go to a playoff contender, and the Panthers, in my opinion, aren't the best of teams. I mean, they have Cam Newton, Christian McCaffrey, DJ Moore, and now they have Gerald McCoy, obviously. But, you know, it it's, again, not the best of defensives, not the best of, you know, scoring. They struggled at the end of last year. They started out really strong but finished 6-10 and 10 on the year. So it can be a struggle with the Panthers. You really don't know what they can do. But they're they're not a playoff contender for me just yet. They haven't rebuilt themselves to go back to that 2015 or that 2017 stage yet. But anyways, the Lions, what we will be talking about in episode four, the Detroit Lions, we're going to be talking about how the uh, sophomore head coach, Matt Patricia,
can affect everyone. We're going to talk about how good Matthew Ta Stafford will succeed. And we will also be talking about how TJ Hawkinson, the Iowa tight end, how he can play a big role in that um, tight end spot of position that the, or that the Lions have been needing for a year or so. So thank you all for joining, and I will see you guys all in the next podcast, which will come out on Wednesday. I know this one was postponed to Thursday the 6th, but there will be one next Wednesday at 11 o'clock in the morning Eastern time. Thank you all for joining. I will see you guys in the next one. Peace.